Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. We have a quick disclaimer. All material presented within Hustle Class LLC is not investment advice, but for educational purposes only. Trading involves risk and you are solely responsible for your investment decisions and assume the entire risk of any trading you choose to undertake. Owners of Hustle Class LLC and its representatives are not registered as security broker dealers or investment advisors, either with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority. Please utilize a registered investment or financial advisor to make any financial decisions. If you choose to invest without seeking advice from such an advisor or entity, then any consequences resulting from your investments are your sole responsibility. By utilizing Hustle Class LLC in our content, you are indicating your consent and agreement to our disclaimer. What's good? What's good? Welcome. It is the Hustle Class Podcast. We are back at it again with another one. It is another episode and it's a wonderful Wednesday and we're coming to you live. And, you know, I will begin with um, lyrics from a song, um, Benny the Butcher featuring Dom Kennedy, Over the Limit, a bar from that. Um, One of the things that, you know, I always give, um, you know, y'all something from my hustle play class. Uh, I said my hustle play class My hustle playlist You know I'm so used to saying hustle class But yeah I always give you something from my hustle playlist And um, Today um, The bar I'm giving you is you know The ones that speak on my pockets Can't imagine doing a quarter of what I accomplished Right um, A saying that I have with a lot of people Is that winners win You know what I'm saying does Kobe want to win as bad as whoever he's competing against? Yes, but if the other man wins, um, in that scenario, right, in the NBA, if another man wins, um, there's still that level of respect, and Kobe's just focused on himself trying to be the best that he could be. You know what I'm saying? That was how it was, you know, RIP Kobe. But winners win. Um, you know, a winner understands the drive, the ambition, the dedication, the late nights, the things that it takes to get there so when they see somebody else win they respect it and they think to themselves man i could be right there let me just put in the work let me just do what i have to do i could win too right there's not a lot of pocket watching when it comes to winners because winners know they can get it regardless they're gonna get it out the mud they're gonna get it however which way they have to so you know over here it says the one speaking on my pockets can't imagine doing a quarter of what I accomplished. You're so focused on somebody else's pockets. You can't even achieve what they want to achieve because you're just not focused on yourself. And that's what it takes to, to elevate you and take you to that next level. Um, so this is a lovely bar. Um, focus on yourself. Focus on what you're trying to accomplish and get it done. When you see other winners, that's a moment for admiration or motivation for you to get it too, even harder. No need to pocket watch. No need to keep your eyes on what other people are doing. Focus on yourself. Achieve your goals. Great. So the reason why I started with, you know, a song from Benny the Butcher is because I know Benny is going to have um, an upcoming uh, tour that's called, I think, The Burden of Plugs. Um, so, you know, Ber- Benny the Butcher is a part of Griselda. It's a rap It's a rap group, um, like a rap super group with, uh, you know, three marvelous um, rappers. There's Conway the Machine, there's West Side Gun, and then there's Benny the Butcher. And so um, the reason why I bring that up, right, you're asking, well, what does that have to do with hustle class, right? Ticket reselling, ticket flipping, right? Because hustle class, we're going to get it whichever means, right? By any means necessary. So one cool thing that's going to be an opportunity for a lot of people as outside starts to open up a little more is the opportunity to flip tickets, right? 
retail arbitrage. The same way people use bots for sneakers or do whatever, which whatever. When sne- when um, when tickets drop, it's all about who's more persistent and who's faster and who gets in the queue, the random queue quicker. Um, from what I've heard, bots aren't easy to use um, in tickets. You know, in getting tickets, um, I don't know why. Um, but yeah. So if you want to get tickets, you know, you're going to have to be doing that research. And so the reason why I bring up Benny the Butcher, right, is because first things first, he's going on tour. Second thing second, he's not the biggest artist out, meaning you can get if you're looking to resell a ticket, you could probably get a nice, comfortable, smaller venue where all of the general tickets are probably going to be around the same price. So your floor and your ceiling for prices are kind of already set. So once those tickets sell out. I mean, the sky's the limit for how high they can go. When you have other concerts, like a Bad Bunny concert, for example, you know, that's like a a global artist, right? You're going to have tickets on the floor. You're going to have tickets on level one, tickets on level two, tickets on level three, level four, sometimes level five. And you know what I'm saying? All those different levels of tickets are going to be priced differently. It gives more options to people who want to come to the concerts. You might not be able to get the profit that you're looking for. You're still going to be profitable, right? But you might not be able to get the profit you're looking for. And at the same time, because, um, you know, that, that artist is so big, they might end up doing three or four nights in one city. And now you're stuck where it's like, well, dang, do I have the most desirable date? Do I? And then, you know, your price has to reflect the um, abundance of opportunities because you don't want somebody else to sell it, you know, and, you, and you're stuck holding the bag with your tickets. But, you know, I, I did this with Brent Fires a long time ago, and I'll, I'll keep talking about uh, ticket flipping, you know, as the podcast progresses. But, you know, what worked best for me was having that small venue, right, that really nice sized venue um, with a limited amount of tickets and not a lot of ticket versatility, like general admission, $30 flat. And then once those tickets sell out, I mean, somebody really likes the artist, they'll pay 100 or $200 to get in that concert, right? It's not always about buying the most expensive ticket and trying to flip the most expensive ticket. Sure, Drake floor seats are going to be like over $1,000, but you have to ask yourself, how much higher is it going to go before people are like, I don't have enough to afford that? You could buy a Drake ticket for $1,000, but say somebody's not willing to spend 3000 for it, you're stuck holding the bag. The equivalent to that would be somebody like, oh, why don't I buy um, a Brent Fives ticket for $30 and to triple that, I just have to sell it for $90. That's still way cheaper than trying to flip something from a thousand to three thousand. So just giving you that perspective. Um so Benny the Butcher, like I said, the concerts are are, are live. I think you can get tickets. Uh, just Google search Benny the Butcher and look for his website. And then you have to do extra research. I always do a lot of research. I'm gonna be looking for um the cities that he's sold out in he sold out in before. It's easy I think I use Facebook to look at that to see if there's been like Facebook promotions for certain uh, shows that artists have had previously to see if he sold out in those locations. Maybe see if I can find some like Spotify or Apple data on what what areas of the country play him the most. Um, stuff like that. So just doing my research so that I know I'm setting myself up for success when it comes to buying these tickets that people are not going to buy because people aren't tuned in or he hasn't dropped a project that compelled people enough to look at him. Stuff like that. So I get in early. I get them cheap. And then as more and more people catch on, as the dates get closer, then I pr- that presents me with an opportunity to now flip those tickets, right? And then, you know, as long as I make more than my, um, as long as I make more than the fees and my initial, um, you know, payment, I'm in good shape. That's basically lunch money. That's free money. That's money I didn't have to work for, really. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it could be really, it could be really legit. You can sell a ticket 10x. You know, you could buy a ticket for $20, 25 and sell it for $250. i have seen it before. 
I've experienced it before. It's happened multiple times. So, yeah, ticket reselling. And also, you know, Travis Scott just dropped Astroworld. So you think about uh, music festivals and uh, big, um, you know, concert um, things like Rolling Loud. These are all opportunities um, for you to get in early or have opportunities to buy things that other people don't have the opportunity to buy. And some people really do want to go to these things, so they're willing to pay that extra fee to secure it just because they couldn't secure it earlier. Yes. So that's that. And um, I've been reselling tickets, right, doing my thing with that. And like I was talking about a while ago, PayPal. So I just realized today that PayPal takes um, sort of like a back end fee from all of my eBay sales. So I buy stuff and I sell them on eBay primarily. Right. And so I know eBay has a 10 percent fee, which I actually realized today was two point ten point two percent. And I'm like, OK, whatever. It's all good. I'll, st- I'll just, you know, consider that in how I price my items. And then something told me, wait, but like, how does, how come I'm seeing this extra fee on the side? Like, it doesn't include, it doesn't, it's not taken out after um, the fee that eBay takes. And it's not present on eBay's site, but it's another fee that I've seen on PayPal's site that looks like it's covered, but it's not really covered. It's just like, you know how they say, oh, plus this for taxes, minus this for a fee, and then it balances out negatively. I'm like, oh, well, f- PayPal's not doing anything with my money. But no, PayPal actually takes a 2.9% fee per transaction. So I didn't even know this. And I'm like going through eBay and PayPal getting sliced twice for um, whatever I'm trying to sell. And so I'm like, oh, snap. And then PayPal just had earnings today. And I'll read you some of the data um, from their earnings because they, they killed it. Um, they killed earnings. Um, let me read you some of the things that were said. PayPal sees record earnings volume amid uh, volume amid sustained e-commerce sur- surge. Um, PayPal tops estimates on digital payments boom. Um, PayPal stock is jumping. Earnings prove it isn't just a pandemic trade, right? These are comments we're seeing on PayPal. Webull rates PayPal as an 84% bullish move. Right. All the analysis points at PayPal being a good, strong and hold and buy company. Nobody thinks it's underperforming and nobody thinks it should be sold. So that gives you perspective on PayPal. After hours, PayPal rose by five percent. It closed at two forty seven. And right now it's sitting at two fifty eight after hours. Right. So I talked about this. I believe it was last week um, that Shopify did so well. I noticed that a lot of the stuff I was buying to sell on eBay was taking me through Shopify portals, meaning the same way when I sell on eBay, I have to pay PayPal a fee. I'm sure that people who have to list their items using Shopify have to pay Shopify a fee. And these fees, don't get me wrong, it might seem minor, but it all adds up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it all adds up at the end of the day. Like, I can say, oh, PayPal's taking that 2.9%. Eh, it's nothing. PayPal is probably taking $200 from me in the, this month, and it's only been five days in fees. Like, think about that. $200, right? That's a lot of money. It is. So, with that, with that in consideration, you know, you just have to understand, like, the, the landscape of things, right? Um, so, yeah. Um, that's just food for thought. That is just food for thought. But I really like PayPal now. Um, they've proven themselves. I like PayPal. I like Square. Um, because of their their foresight in where the world is headed and them being able to capitalize on it, um, in a very sleek and cool and discreet manner. 
Because, you know, even Square Cash, like, people, a lot of people want their cash right away, right? They can't wait a day or two for their cash, or they need it immediately for a certain expense. That fee that they charge, it seems like it's not that big of a deal. But literally, you're basically just charging them to expedite the process to get you your money, which probably costs them nothing, right? Because they're a trusted service. It probably doesn't cost them much to expedite your services, but paying them that extra 10 cents, 50 cents, whatever you have it, Look at it in the context of how many people live in your state, how many people live in your 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 uh, your uh, coast, how many people live in your country, and how many people are using PayPal to make that same quick transaction that they need, right? It all adds up, and now uh, and now Square will become one of those big companies where they're just making a lot of money without really spending a lot of money. That's what I like to look at in a lot of companies, right? Um, before, right back in the day, it's like you had to kind of spend a lot to make a lot and to kind of have a net. And nowadays, it seems like it costs so little for a lot of these companies to make a lot of money because they're just basically being middlemen in transactions. And to be the middleman, all you have to do is just show up. Or a lot of these um, companies have it uh, automated, so they don't really have to pay for labor for it, right? You don't have to have somebody who actually, you know, does the feeing for you for the PayPal or Square transaction. It just kind of happens, in your whole course of having a transaction, you know, I don't need to go to a teller to, to, you know, make things happen. So I say this to say, man, I really like, I really like PayPal right now. Square's earnings are tomorrow after hours. If I'm not mistaken, Square's going to kill it too. Like I've been saying under the radar, right? Disney is on the way. So I'm Square, I'm PayPal, I'm Disney. That's, those are the three I'm putting. Well, I'm actually only going to put two in the title for the episode. I'll probably just make it uh, Square and uh, I'll make it Square and PayPal. I've talked about Disney enough. That's enough free game. If you've gotten in, great. If you haven't, well, I mean, the stock market has ups and downs. No need in trying to time the market. If a company's good, it's good. Long term, we're talking 5 to 10 to 15 years, you're going to eat. So just take your time with a lot of this stuff and always consult with your financial advisor. Um, I think that's all I really have today. Nothing new. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I found out that PayPal was taking some of my money because now I have to reflect the 2.9% fee within the price that I put up for these products. Because when I put up the price, you know, all of the fees are going to be taken out of, out of what, um, out of my share. So the person who's buying whatever they're buying from me on, on eBay is just going to see a price. Like if I say something is worth $2,000, they're going to put up $2,000. Great. But eBay is going to take 10.2% from, from that 2000 from me. And then um, PayPal is also going to take 2.9% out of that from me. So I need to find a way to incorporate, to incorporate those extra fees into the price that I'm selling things at. While at the same time, making sure that my pricing is reasonable enough that somebody is still going to want to do business with me. So it's a game. But, you know, we hustle out here, man. I'm still in the stocks. I'm still in the crypto. Now I'm flipping. Next, we're in bots. What else do you want from me? We going up. So, um, yeah. And if you have any questions, like always, send the email. You know, send the email. And if you want to consult with me, just get on my calendar. You know, send the invoice and we'll make it happen. All right, y'all. Have a great week. Peace out.